Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi Line here on a Friday, our biggest decision. Should we go for it on fourth down? I'm Patrick Maher, uh-huh. live from the VEASAN studio. I'm, I'm guessing my partner here has something to say about this. Uh, I'm Patrick. He is Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line. Hey, big news for the Lombardi Line, by the way, Michael, quickly. Lombardi Line is now available as a podcast. Take us with you everywhere and listen on your schedule. You can download and subscribe to the Lombardi Line podcast on iHeart, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. Congratulations. You've made it, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't know that, Patrick. That's awful. That's nice. brand new. Top it. of the show read. Good. That's big. That's official nice. news right there. That's awesome. How yeah, you feeling? Great. I feel good. I mean, look, I, I think the, the last I checked, the object Uh-oh. of football is to collect points. And I know hmm. this sounds strange, but the team with the most points usually wins. Hmm. And, you know, all this nonsense that Brendan Staley's the best coach in the NFL, bar none. You know, people have said that. Best coach in the NFL, better than Belichick, early in the season. To me, this strategy of going for it on fourth down makes all the analytical groupies happy, and it gives them merit, and they can always say, well, if it worked, you wouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. But the reality of last night, to me, was a documentary on each game is standalone, and the level of importance in those games are always different. And your blackjack philosophy doesn't work. In week one, it works in week one. It may not work in a playoff game. And what he did last night to me was he took away a chance for his team to make the playoffs by continuing to ignore points, continuing to walk away from points, whether it's at the end of the half, whether it was at the beginning of the first half. By walking away from points, he basically put his team out of it. And what I would say to all the people that said you're wrong, to say you're wrong, I'll say this. If you watch the game, And you understand how that game was going. The Chargers were always moving the ball. They punted one time in the game. And if they would have ever been able to get a two-score lead, which by kicking those kicks they would have, then, then 
they would have been able to continue to maintain that two-score lead. But because they didn't, they were always within an earshot. And then finally, my, conclu- my closing remarks, and I'd open the floor to you, is if you're going to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down, then why didn't you go for two at the end of the game? Why didn't you go for two then? Isn't two better than one? I mean, because you've told us all game three is meaningless. So why is one important? Quote, from where my mindset is, I know the quickest way to win a game like this is to score touchdowns, not field goals, especially considering who's on the other side, Brandon Staley said to NFL.com. To me, when you feel like you're in an advantage situation, when you don't feel like it's a gamble and you feel like this is an advantage for you, then that's what you're going to do, and that's going to be your mindset. He felt like he wasn't taking a gamble. He felt like he was in an advantage situation, Michael Lombardi. He, he lost the game. He, he didn't have an advantage. They proved to be correct. They proved to be able to have the advantage. Now, you could say, well, well one ball got tipped, and unfortunately, Parham, and we hope he's okay today, dropped the pass. All true, but that's the, that's the ebb and flow of the game. I mean, Mahomes threw the ball in the dirt, you know? To me, the, when you're in a playoff situation of football, points matter. And as long as that game wasn't getting away from them, I mean, there's 29 points scored in the fourth quarter. 29 in the fourth quarter. That was a 14-10 game going in. It was a 14-13 game going in the fourth. So it was a tight game. And when you're in a tight game, every point makes a difference. And so don't tell me you, you have an advantage. Well, then it, why didn't you have the advantage on goal for a second, on, on, on the two-point plays? Why not go for it on two-point plays? If yeah. you have an advantage, why not go for it all the time? Isn't two better than one? Because you've told me three has no meaning. You're saying three is insignificant to the game. But if you add up, just say if he would have kicked the ball to begin the game and at the end of the half. He's sitting there. He's always ahead of him by two scores. Staley continued, that's the way we're going to do things around here, his defiant showing. I know that our team embraces that mindset. We're going to continue to do it every game that we play moving forward. Very much a process system oriented person over outcome. Kind of like a better, um, to take it to our parlance here, where he says, listen, over the long run, the outcomes will play out as long as we stick to our process. I'm just telling you where he's coming from. Don't kill the messenger, please. I'm not. I mean, I certainly see his point, but I think his point, I think every game, and my point has always been about analytics, is every game is different. It's not one size fits all. It's not look at a sheet and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. You've got to watch the game, you've got to assess the game, and you've got to make decisions based on the game. And I'm saying to you is based on that game when I was watching it 3,000 miles away, I saw a team that could move the ball on the Chiefs, and I saw a team that if they ever got a two-score lead was going to make it hard on the Chiefs. Now, people say, well, the overtime rules hurt them. No. What hurt the Chiefs, what hurt the Chargers, excuse me, is their inability to keep Mahomes in the pocket, their inability to rush in a coordinated fashion. And so if you really pay close attention to football and understand the essence of winning the game, by them allowing, by Bosa running up the field, by Bosa vacating the B-gap, by nobody really keeping Mahomes in the pocket and coordinating the pass rush, they allowed loose plays. And when you allow loose plays, all of a sudden Travis Kelsey's wide open. When you allow loose plays, Mahomes buys more time. That's why they lost the game. That's why they lost the game. Their inability to coordinate their pass rush to keep him as a pocket passer. Now, people will ignore it, but you don't really understand the game when you, when you ignore it. 
Potential nine points left on the board, two of five on fourth down attempts for the Chargers, including passing on three field goals. Michael Lombardi deep in KC territory. KC now takes a two-game lead in division with three to play. Of course, Travis Kelsey weaved his way through Chargers defenders in overtime for a 34-28 win. Covers the three, which is where we closed, which is what you and I both assumed. Um, and there it is. So that's just the facts. There's so much to unpack here. I think you just put it very eloquently. What were, give me an example of some of the text messages you were sending and receiving as he kept on going for it. Most of the people in the league that I talked to on a regular basis thought it was insane because most of the people that I talked to in the league understand that each game is a separate entity and that you've got to evaluate the game. And when it's 14 to 13, every point matters. And what you ideally wanted to be able to do was to be able to take a two-score lead at all times. And he was really, you know, really just behaving in an arrogant fashion hmm. because I think he felt like he was just smarter than everybody else. And I'm not sure. Look, in week one, you want to do this? Fine. No problem. Go ahead. But, but make sure you go for it on two. Release the kicker and, and don't kick extra points because one point doesn't matter. Three points don't matter. How is one? Right? Let's go for a two-way reply. Like, have some consistency with it. And, you know, look, the analytical people will tell you that over, over a course of time, this will prove to be correct. Right. Well, the NFL doesn't have a course of time. You either have to win the big game and you make the playoffs or you don't. Right? This isn't blackjack. Like, it's not, you don't get to go to the next hand. Like, not all hands are the same. In blackjack, they are. In football, they're not. And I'm not saying to play conservatively because that's what most analytical people say. Well, Lombardi's an old-timer. He just doesn't have any he – he's, he's too conservative. No. I'm saying get a two-score lead and keep your foot on the gas. Play Canadian football. Don't get into third down. Don't get into third down. Keep trying to move the ball down the field. Keep throwing the ball. Use your skill against them to continue this two-point lead. Never let this game out of a two-point lead. Two-score lead, excuse me. But when you make it into a one-score lead because you're refusing to take points – then all of a sudden, you keeping them closer to the game. It's his version of lifestyle over diet, system over outcomes. He just he doesn't believe in. Again, he's he's married to his system. Let me ask you this: Did you agree with any of the attempts on fourth down in the red zone? Three of them in the red uh, zone. Did you agree with any of them? I, I think the long field goal, the long field goal, Patrick, the the one that I think it was would have been a forty-five yarder. The one yes. they went for, I think it was, yeah, I, I would have been okay. I was okay with that because I, I don't think that's, I don't think you put those three points automatically up on the board, especially knowing the Chargers kicking situation. I, I think to me, I was fine with that. The six points are what I'm arguing about. I'm not arguing about the nine. I'm arguing about six. I got you. I'm arguing about going into halftime with a set, with a touchdown lead. I'm arguing about starting the game off with a three point lead or just collecting points. Like we're not going to turn points down in the fourth quarter. Remember, I believe this. You're talking about process. I do believe in process, right? I believe the first quarter is an assessment quarter. I believe the second and the third quarter are the adjustment quarters. And I believe the fourth quarter stands alone. And I think your analytical sheet has to react to all three of that. Hmm. But when you think outside, when you just think one size fits all, you end up in trouble. And to me, how can you be analytical if you're not examining the situation based on time and place? Based on time and place. I would have not turned the ball down. I would have not, I would have not, not kicked. I would have gone up three. Would I have liked to have seven? Absolutely. And the Chiefs, you know, but field position, they moved the ball immediately back down the field and they scored. They went 95 yards. 
So I would have taken the three, and I would have taken the three at the end of the half because I would have want momentum going in at halftime, especially considering that I knew the Chiefs had the ball coming out. Do you appreciate the defiance after, or does that worry you? I think it's more, I mean, I think to me, if he's not examining, if he's going to go like that, then, you know, when he doesn't make the playoffs, is, is the owner going to say, well, we trust the process? It's a winning result, right? It's, you have to have a winning result to be able to do this. You just can't do it without winning. At the end of the day, you've got to win. The NFL is about winning. It's not about anything other than that. And the object of the game is to score more points than the opponent. And when you continue to turn down points, look, I'm a big believer in four-point plays in the red zone. I don't want to kick, I don't want to kick field goals. I'd rather have seven, but I want, I want three. Sam Hankey, of course, the head coach. Excuse me, Brandon Staley, of course, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. You liked that, didn't you? All right, there it is. Yeah, it. But as you mentioned, Michael, KC now two-game lead, seven straight wins in division with three to play. And, uh, the, hey, it was an entertaining football game. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And over betters, how about you getting lucky in the fourth there with an the onslaught of points? Uh, we've got COVID news. Yes, more, including Washington's quarterback next here at Lombardi Line. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and those. Then have, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. 
Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football season is here, of course. BetMGM Sports, it's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. You see it right there, BetMGM.com, or simply download the app, whatever your sport, whatever your style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology. Simply visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. Uh, awesome note here for the show. We're now available, the Lombardi Line podcast on iHeart, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform, which it hadn't been before. So that's thrilling news for us. A huge news, Washington. So Washington and Philly, Michael, Circa's ahead of it. They got it all the way up at 11. Most books are 9.5 to 10. Circa's up to 11 for good reason. Breaking news today, Taylor Heineke is now out, the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Kyle Allen, his backup, is out, Michael. Garrett Gilbert, who was just signed off the Patriots <laughs> practice squad, will be the starting. Remember him in Dallas. It goes deeper sure. than this for Washington. Their whole entire defense is out. I mean, literally. Seven players across the defensive front, including Jonathan Allen, Ioannidis, the, they're, they're on to their fifth starting center. You understand the importance there. Secondary is yeah. completely depleted in three linebackers. Washington has like 39 players ready to play. Yeah, and they're going to have to play it. I mean, and, you know, it's it's just part of the, the deal. I think that the league has made it very clear they're not going to postpone games. And, you know, the outbreak is out the outbreak. Unfortunate for the Washington in such an important game, you know. But postponing the game is not going to help them. Garrett Gilbert's going to have to come in. I mean, this line will end up might get to four, two touchdowns, and why shouldn't it? And, they, and the unders at 40 and a half. The, the line is for, for the point total is 40 and a half. So, look, I, I, it's going to be a real challenge. I will say this. I could make a bold prediction here, Patrick, that that this will be the most played game, I think, in, the, in one of the contests because the lines are frozen on Thursday in the contest. And I think it was nine in the uh, circuit contest when we were looking at it yesterday. So this is this is why yeah, I think you have to wait. I know the lines will react to it, but uh, you know it's unfortunate. But it's this part of what the world we live in today. Yeah, I know it's well put. And the other one coming up on Saturday. So tomorrow we've got football. Of course, we'll be here on the Lombardi line getting you ready for the bowl games and the NFL games. Uh, Cleveland. So we know Baker's out. He's had much to say on social. Case Keenum. Yeah, is but now is he out. officially out? Is he really well, okay, out? Or could okay. Okay. I'm sorry to That's interrupt. That's where you. I'm confused. There's new return to play rules. And I dug right. into these for an hour today. Fully vaccinated players now can return if you're asymptomatic within 24 hours of a negative test. Uh, again, unvaccinated, you have to go to 10 days of isolation. That muddies the waters with Baker. Does that mean he tests negative today and he's asymptomatic and he can play tomorrow? That's what. That's why it's undecided on your board for the quarterback because we still don't know the answer at quarterback. I do know that he, Las Vegas he, has jumped he, the three and a half. Right, and he could play. Yes, I mean he could. There is play. a possibility he could play. However, right, so. I think the way that he's been reacting on social, I think he had quote mild symptoms, and you have to be completely asymptomatic. It's so nebulous. Think about what I'm telling you. It's it's up to the person to say I feel completely nothing or I feel a little something, and then it changes the goal moves the goalpost as far as whether or not you can play. Do you understand? So it's like yeah. there's this is so convoluted. It really it really is. So Nick Mullins for now, I'm going to say for now because who knows with the quarterback room? Nick Mullins is up. Kyle Laletta has been signed. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it, it's just it, it, it's so hard. I mean, you know, and I think this the Raiders, so we know that, you know, that they, they have seemed to be able to avoid this issue. 
And some of these teams, Cleveland, Washington, it just rampant, running rampant through the team. And, you know, Seattle doesn't have receivers. And, you know, we're, we're seeing it all over the league. So I, I, I feel badly for, for Washington. I feel badly for uh, the, the Cleveland Browns. But I don't understand why it's in some and not in other cities. You know, I know it's hard. I know it's really hard. It's funny. You, you just mentioned the Seahawks. On the show yesterday, said, well, Seattle's one of the teams because Carol was talking about the fact that they had nobody on the COVID list. Driving home, uh, if somebody texted me, they, they lost their wide receivers. So, yeah. uh, again, the Giants, who had scheduled to practice for today, they're now going to go through a walkthrough instead. Adoree Jackson, Kadarius Toney, and five others are on their COVID list as they welcome in Dallas. So I'm looking for information on Baker. I was looking earlier this morning. There is no update. Um, They've got 22 players now on the COVID list, the Browns, which is wild. Them and the Washington football team have the most by far, right? They yep. have the most by far. Yep. You know, and so, and, and, you know, we still don't know, forgetting COVID, we still don't know who's going to be quarterbacking for the Packers and Baltimore. I mean, I, I think this whole thing that Lamar Jackson's going to play, I think it's nonsense. I doubt if he plays. Because Lamar Jackson, you can't put him out there unless he's 100% in terms of his ankle. So I think that's kind of a fallacy. I don't think he'll play. But that line has moved from four and a half to six and a half. The, I would imagine it's frustrating for those that are participating. I'll ask you a similar question about the two-point conversions. What are the text messages that are going back and forth about the protocols? Are people frustrated or are those in the league frustrated right now? No, I think the people that I've talked to, especially yesterday, a lot of people were like, we've got, you know, guys that we've done a good job of trying to keep people separated, uh, you know, and trying to mandate all the protocols within the building. And also that they feel like, look, you know, there's so many of our team is vaccinated that there is a lot of guys that have tested positive that are asymptomatic. And I think that's why they changed that rule. I think that's why they did that. I think they felt like, okay, you know, yes, you, you, you test positive for it, but do you really, are you, is it, is it affecting your ability to play? Right. And then there's some teams that have the flu. I mean, some team, there's a lot of flu cases going on in teams too because it's the cold and flu season. It's just one of those things where, I mean, this is unprecedented, not just for the sport of football, but everywhere. It's, it's, it's happening it's, everywhere. It's, it's an obstacle, and it's something that everybody has to deal with equally. And, you know. I mean, look at the Nets. The Nets had a bunch of guys miss the game last night, you know, and and they were able to play, and, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to keep the game moving as best they can. Yeah, I do have news. Uh, North Carolina and UCLA were supposed to play down the road here at T-Mobile tomorrow in college hoops. That game has been... Uh, canceled. The Saturday puck drop between the Bruins and Montreal Canadiens up in Montreal, that's been postponed. So we're starting to see these come in. There's, uh, it, it, it's just, it's a way of the world right now, and that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm not, uh, this is not a va anti-vax vax. I mean, this is just the rules of engagement, right? And so you've got to do a good job. And I think this is just one more detail poor head coaches have to handle. You know, we've got to make sure we're doing all the things necessary and protect our team. The other quarterback that you, you mentioned, uh, Jackson, how about Josh Allen? So he did practice on the injured foot, but he is still listed. It was a walkthrough. They said it was a walkthrough. Okay, gotcha. It, it was a walkthrough. He was out there. So, you know, and I mean, they're giving all indication that he's going to play, although it's not up on our board that he is playing. And that line seems to be kind of frozen at 10 and a half. Some places are at 11 and a half. I've seen some 12s too. 
But, you know, it opened in one shop at 10 and a half and it stayed at 10 and a half right now. I, I, my sense of it is, is I think this is truly a game time decision. I, I think it's a lot, I, I, not a lot worse. I think it's worse than anybody thinks it is. I think, I think they would like to get by without having to play them. I really do. I think that makes sense. Of course, Carolina in town, as Michael mentioned, that number's 10 and a half. I got, I got 11 at the Westgate. So Buffalo all the way up to, excuse me, I got 12 at the Westgate. Wow, goodness. I know, the, these lines are crazy, and they're it only going to be worse on Sunday. They're only going to be worse on Sunday. I mean, I, I, you know, I wish I could give out my picks based on the, <laughs> the contest lines on Sunday, you know? And so I just think it's so hard, and, and I think there's such a discrepancy. I mean, how does Washington stay within even 11 with, with, uh, with, with Philadelphia? Right, Philly's healthy. Washington's a, a broken team. I mean, that, that's got everything that should say it should be a 30 to nothing game. If ever, we, yeah, and if ever we've we've discussed having multiple outs as far as books and places to get your wagers down, this should be the 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 the, the best example. I mean, you've got a, you've got point spread ranges of three three and a half points. I mean, this is, I mean, some books are posting like we mentioned earlier with Washington and Philly. Some books are posting nine, and some books are up to eleven. I mean, there that's those are huge differences, and so yeah, no uh, again now. Let me ask you this. New England and Indianapolis, they're playing tomorrow yeah. as well. That's a night game. A great game. Those are two teams that right now it feels like they're okay as far as what's happening here with COVID. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I, I, you know, in my conversations around the league, I think they both are. I think some they have injuries. I mean, I don't know if Damian Harris will play or, you know, they have a couple COVID cases on their team, but they're isolated. But I do think that that will, and same with the Colts. The Colts are coming; they're both coming off bye weeks, and they're both healthy. And I think I think it, it'll impact the game. I think this is Saturday game has a really good chance. We're going to see this game again. I really do. I think we're going to see this game again. I think these are two really good teams that play a completely play good in all three phases. And you know, I'm not a huge Colt defensive fan, but mm -hmm. they turn the ball over 29 turnovers on their defense. I have a feeling these are the two games. I mean, if the Colts go and play the Chiefs, I think they could play them really well. I think the Patriots could play the Chiefs. I think these are two really good teams. I think they're two playoff teams, and it's a playoff game, much like last night was. Yeah, and two teams. If you take a look at the turnover differential, I think they're one-two in the league. So Indianapolis and New England, they turn you. As you just mentioned, they turn you over more than anybody. Okay, so and that number right now, Indianapolis open two. It's up to two and a half at a couple of shops. A couple of shops still have it too with New England in town tomorrow. And our buddy Mac Jones, who would have thunk it? We continue. It's Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The college bowl season starts today, and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. It's not late to get it, man. Get it right now. We just got one game underway. Uh, only $19.99 analysis for every bowl game, insights, trends, data, and predictions. This is probably uh, it's because of all the uh, questions is who's in, who's out. This is our most valuable guide. Get your digital copy today, $19.99, VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. It's VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. And in, speaking of which, Michael Lombardi, this Kenny Pickett has officially declared himself out in the same game Kenneth Walker the running back from Michigan State no surprise there as we discussed yesterday yeah I mean you know they did I think they're doing the right thing in terms of the best interest of their future career and I also think I read online yesterday that Pickett is going to go to the senior ball so I mean I think that's two smart moves that that young man needed to make uh, there's no sense in playing in a game uh, but there's also a lot of sense in going and playing down at the senior bowl and enhance your ability to show 
teams that you understand pro concepts and can adapt to pro coaching. Yep, no, well put. The one thing that stood out to me yesterday was Trevor Lawrence, who seems more mature than anybody I've ever met. Uh, yeah. but he, I mean, he's just got, he, he's got a way with words too, where he's very specific. Anyway, he said he, there was some clarity was the word he yeah. used. He chose to use, which is such an interesting way of putting it. But he said, there's some clarity. Uh, you saw the, the smile. I think he tweeted at M Lombardi NFL from Daryl Bevel, who took over yeah. the situation for Tr Patricia. Remember now he takes yeah. over the situation. I think it's going to be a very motivated Jacksonville team. Although the number uh, has come back to four and a half. It was five and a half yesterday. Yeah, I know, and, and a lot of people want to play the Texans. I don't know why you want to play the Texans. I mean, their offensive line is beat up, and their team is beat up. I mean, they don't have two inside starting linebackers on their team. I, I, don't, know how they, I don't know how they really get out there, and, and, and I know, look, I know Jacksonville shouldn't be favored by anybody. I'll be the first guy to say that to you. you know, but, but they're missing a ton of guys off their team, too, and I think that's going to be a real issue, particularly in the COVID situation. So, you know, last week they were really good. Last week they, they threw the ball for 317 yards against Seattle, and, you know, they scored 13 points. The week before that, they didn't score a point. The week before that, they scored 14 against the Jets, and they scored 22 when they upset the Titans, and the Titans gave them five turnovers to do so. So... You know, I, I don't know. I, th I think Jacksonville will play pretty well. I think Jacksonville will come out. Look, the smile on Bevel's face to me told it all. <laughs> you know, you could almost hear him cue the Wizard of Oz music. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. You know, I mean, you could expect to hear that all through the building, right? He's gone. He's gone, you know. I mean, and he has no one to blame but himself. He's gone. I mean, what he did there is embarrassed his career tremendously because he refused to 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 endear himself to the people that he needed the most. Yeah, he's left a wake of hate. I mean, it appears like the stories that are even following now on Meyer, he's just, he, it's, it's not good. He They're going to get out. worse. They're going to get worse. I mean, and, and you know, there was nobody on that team that ever came to his defense not, not one, one time. Not one. I mean, Shotgun had no choice. He had no choice. Now, I mean, Shotgun's got a hard decision because I think this is, this is reminiscent of Berlin in 89. I mean, the, wa the walls need to come down in that building. They're so toxic inside that place. They've had 10, teen, 10 years of, of 10 double-digit losses. That's just not a one bad season. That's a pattern of bad play. It's like it's a pattern of what happened in Berlin, in West Berlin. The wall's got to come down, Patrick. So is the weirdness, his son is the analytics person, I think. Yeah. And then so there has to be some awkwardness with Balky, who's and the general manager. Like there, there just it doesn't seem to be a very fluid flow of power. Well, I mean, I think there is there, there's that beautiful, beautiful, lovely word down in Jacksonville, collaboration. Ah, you know, and that's really what you're going see. in circles. No, they're just basically chasing their tail. You know, they're they're just don't know. They they have no direction. And the bigger problem is is they have they don't have anybody who can give them a course. They have no direction. They don't really know the right way to go. I mean, you can't just the, when you look at the last guys you've hired and see what they've done. And then you bring Coughlin in, and he became a dictator, and everybody hated him. He took over the head coach's office, moved the head coach to a coordinator's office because he wanted everybody to think he was the head coach. <laughs> oh my God. Are you talking about power trips now? Oh, I, anytime I hear a collaboration, I think, you know, there's, there's nobody benefits when you split the baby, right? Nobody benefits yeah, when you – Go ahead. We all need to follow orders. We all need to be able to know what our jobs are. That's number one. Somebody to tell us what their jobs are every single day and do our jobs, and then somebody lead the plan. 
We need a plan. Somebody's got to follow it. We can't stop and have a cup of coffee and two cigarettes and decide what the plan is every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, compromise makes nobody happy. Okay, so Collabor that... Oh, we're collaborating. We're collaborating. You got four people in the room that don't know anything about football. What are you collaborating about? Like, it would be like hiring me to go down to Temple Medical School, and they say, well, we're going to collaborate with Lombardi over some of these surgeries we're preparing. Oh, great. I'll come in and talk about it. I know nothing about it, but I'll talk about it. You know, it's like these analytical people. I'll talk about it. You know, I know quarterbacks, even though I, I, all I've done is is wonder whether earthquakes are coming around. But I know quarterbacks, you know, I mean, I have expertise in quarterbacks. I have expertise in earthquakes, too. So I'm going to come in and talk about them because I know I know I know about quarterbacks, even though I can't predict the next earthquake, but I can predict the next quarterback. I mean, come on, give me a break. How do we give people this ability to think that they know something when they know nothing? That's called collaboration. It's like you grew up by the ocean, right there in Ocean City. If somebody came and said, hey, I want to learn to surf, and they asked you to teach them. I know nothing about surfing. I get seasick if I go past land. And I grew up, I grew up right here. I get seasick. <laughs> fish? I don't know nothing about fish. I wouldn't know how to hook a bait. I wouldn't even know nothing about it. Like, I know what I don't know. Like, I can't tell you when an earthquake is coming. But I can tell you a good quarterback. I know what guys look like, right? I don't try to tell somebody about earthquakes. So it would be pretty sweet, though, if Shad Khan's son basically said, Dad bought a team, I get to run the analytics. That's yeah, awesome. Sure. Uh, let me go in here. Let me tell you about all the things you're doing wrong. I'm sure, Look, Urban, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Urban got along I'm with him all, very well. I'm all for it. I, I, I get we're in the information business. I get it more than anybody. I want to sort data. But don't tell me 11 personnel is the best personnel to throw the ball out of when our right tackle can't block their defensive end. Like, don't tell me that. Like, okay, let's go in 11. Tell me about the game, the situation, and what's happening. Don't tell me that three, three is meaningless when, at the end of the day, we're in a playoff game, and most playoff games are decided by a field goal. Take the points. Did, did, did you ever think that game last night was getting away from them? Of course it wasn't. That game never got away from, never got away from them. They were able to get in the game. They stayed within and they just kept passing points away. I mean, I know he says it's our process and all the players believe in it. Uh, trust me, I've been in way too many locker rooms. Like, they're like, man, why don't we just kick the field goal and win the game? Trust me, you lose your team. You'll lose your team. I don't care if you think he's the greatest coach, better than Belichick. He's brilliant because he goes for it on fourth down. Like, that doesn't qualify you as a brilliant coach. How about coordinating your pass rush so that you keep Mahomes in the pocket? Maybe that would be a good way to start. Maybe you're just a young coach who's learning on the job, who goes for it on fourth down. That's, that's what it is. You go for it on fourth down. Your defense gave up almost 500 yards. You're a defense coach. It's a great point. I wonder, of the five, how many Belichick goes for? That, that's the standard. He, it's he, funny. I called, he I called, is the greatest. I called my son during the game, and, and I said to him that exact question, and he said I could hear it in my ear. Kick the field goal. <laughs> and of course he's going to kick the field goal. He's going to kick the – I mean, of course he's going to kick it. He gets it. It's a long game. The, it's a long game. The three points might matter. The three points might matter. Look, I get why not to kick the 45-yarder. I understand that. What are the odds? What's my kicker going to do? You know, how does that work out? I'm all for that. I understand that. I think logically you can't argue with that. It goes both ways. You could say, well, Parham, Parham caught the ball. Unfortunately, he didn't. Unfortunately, he didn't. You know, and, you know, I could hear Belichick. Look, we had three tries. We didn't gain a yard. We're going to kick it. Especially Andre Roberts with that wonderful return to start the game. You don't have a home field, so <laughs> you're trying to create some juice. You know, Parcells, you know this better than anybody. Remember, Parcells was always about getting those first three. Like, don't, don't get cute. He would have. 
he would have kicked it. He would have, now he was aggressive too. Like I, I think what's happening to some of us is because we think this going for it on fourth down is wrong. We get labeled non-aggressive. You know that we're not really going to be aggressive. That we're old school. No, we're. It's called playing the game. It's the long game. The fourth quarter is going. To, those three points might matter, and let's be in position. Now, if the game was getting away and they got up seventeen to nothing. Okay, let's go for it. But we were in control of the game for mo- for the entire game. And if we are so value this decision, then why didn't we just go for two? Why didn't we go for two? Where are all where are all the earthquake builders on that on that one now today? Where are they? And you're speci- like, why don't we just yeah. go for two? And you're specifically talking when he goes up seven with the extra point as opposed to going up eight. Is that where we're, when yeah, they scored the touchdown? Exactly. Yeah, like, it, why didn't not? Fo- it didn't follow his thought process. I'm, I'm like, why not? If we're, we're dedicated to our process. We're going. Oh, Staley's the greatest coach in the history of the NFL this year because he goes for it on fourth down. Give me a break. Oh, by the way, you know that receiver last night, that kid named Hill. I wonder how PFF focused on him last night. I wonder if he's really overrated. You know, Hill and Kelsey were targeted close to 30 times yesterday. Of course they were. (laughs) And and he's the defensive coordinator. He's not taking that guy out of the game. Like, double him. You're so right about about Hill. There was a little swing where his speed turned it into a first down, and I'm like, that's the only player. Anybody who says he's overrated, anybody who says he's He's overrated, they should they should decide they know nothing about football and shut up. And he's physical too. He's it's not shut up. Well put. I won't even say anything. Well put. The Chiefs are back, baby. So is Michael Lombardi. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. That is the great point. Why would you then kick that extra point to go up seven? That completely spits in the face of the process. We come back. Wes Reynolds joins us here on the Lombardi Line. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the Lombardi Line on PSN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, this is pretty simple. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on college bowl games. What you're going to do is simply place a $10 money line wager on any bowl game. If your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win uh, $200. It's a $10 investment, $200 return. New betters paid for in free cash there at BetMGM. You have to use the bonus code VSIN200. VSIN200. Again. College bowl games. Score a touchdown, $200. Beeson 200. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. Uh, conditions all up there at betmgm. 1 800 Gambler if you do have a gambling issue. Okay. Michael Lombardi there in New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. It's a Friday. Of course, we've got Saturday. We've got NFL on Saturday. We've got bowl games. We've got uh, Middle Tennessee right now. Toledo. Middle Tennessee's up 7 nothing. Got three today. We welcome in our buddy Wes Reynolds. Long shots, green zone, betting across. America does it all for us here on uh, VEASAN. Uh, before we get to the games, would you like to comment your thoughts? Yeah, I'd on, love to hear Yeah, this. I'd love to hear Bra- Brandon Staley, two for five on fourth downs. What were your thoughts uh, as you were watching that unfold, Wes? Well, we know that Brandon Staley, more than any other coach probably in the league, is, you know, kind of a no-risk-it, no-biscuit guy. And I think when you look, you can really make an argument for both, I think, at least at the end of the first half. I understand why you went for it there because you got a tired defense that was on a short field that's scrambling, substituting and everything. But at the same time, you have Kansas City getting the ball first. So if you want to say, hey, you should take the three at the end of the first half, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I supported the other going forward on fourth down early in the second half. You're fourth and two from the 28. I didn't necessarily mind that decision because I think we kind of focus on the ones that he didn't get when he went forward on fourth down and not the ones that led to the touchdown that put them up 14 to 10 in the first half. So, you know, I think everything is its own situation. And I think sometimes we do simplify the debate a little bit too much, especially with the advent of social media, where it's like, you know, oh, pro analytics or anti analytics. And you really don't have to be one or the other. You, it really doesn't have to be black or white. Every situation is its own unique organism if you will so that's how i think you have to look at it when you're evaluating these decisions and i i agree completely with that like i agree like i think every situation is different and i think you've got it standalone and game week 15 games a playoff implication game is different than a week three game right there's no now this game he has no chance to make it up he has no chance to finish. He's he's behind the Patriots in the one-loss column. If the Patriots don't win the division, to get a wild card, it's going to be hard. And I think you've got to weigh all those variables in there. And you've got to be able to understand the flow of the game. Like, where is this game going to end up? Like, or is this going to be a 45-40 game? Then maybe the, touch, the field goals don't matter. But if this is going to be a close-knit game like it was, every point matters. Did you, what did you take from the side in total last night? Of course, the onslaught there in the fourth quarter over betters rejoice ends up closing three. You know, it was three and a half for a lot of yesterday and the day before. What did you think of the just actual outcome side in total there, Wes? 
Yeah, and, and look, it was a coin flip game. And I, I know there are some people that are saying, oh, the Chargers lost this game because Staley was too reliant on analytics. I think the Chargers lost this game because they couldn't tackle in the open field. And I, and I think it was just that simple. I mean, Kansas City is a team that, unless they were playing the Raiders, really had not been exactly a juggernaut offensively. And you saw Kelsey with all type of space in the middle of the field. They couldn't make the tackle in the open field. I forget the identity of the player, but number 36 falls down. He gets called for holding anyway, and he falls down. And that's the one that Kelsey took like 69 yards to the one-yard line. I just think that the Chargers, they really couldn't get stops and they couldn't tackle. So, look, maybe the Chiefs are kind of finding their groove here late in the season. The defense improved even though last night they gave up over 400 yards. But I think a lot of that was predicated on Chris Jones not being there because he's been the absolute difference maker since they've moved him to the inside and have Ingram on the outside to be the edge rusher. No doubt. I agree completely with that. I think it was very clear they missed his dominance inside. They missed his ability to pressure from the inside. But look, Herbert's good. He makes so many great throws, and the receivers are really good. There's no denying that. Uh, but I, I do think the reason they lost that game is because they didn't take away the two best players on the opponent's team. You know, they went into the game. They let Hill do what he wanted to do. They let Kelsey do what he wanted to do. And at the end of the day, when you do that, you're going to lose to the. You're going to lose. The reason everybody's playing two deep safeties is to eliminate Hill and Kelsey from making big plays down the field, and put the ball in Mahomes' hand and make him be in a lot of third downs and see if he can continue. But keep him in the pocket. See, I think the hardest thing to do in pro sports is determine why you win and why you lose. And last night, anybody who says they lost the game because they didn't get the ball in overtime is wrong. There's a lot of reasons why they lost the game. Not kicking is just one. And Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. The Charger defenders were kind to him on that late score in overtime. My goodness, a lot of Ole defense and tackling there, Michael. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they were. I mean, he said it so well. They were. They didn't tackle. You know, West said it really well. They did had a poor job tackling. They had a poor. They, to me, I thought they had a poor game plan against them. They had a really poor game plan. They didn't do. They didn't take. They didn't make the Chiefs play left-handed. And they didn't rush Mahomes to where they allowed him to get out of the pocket. If you let Mahomes make loose plays, you know, and guys you can't cover. They kept saying it on television, but you have to coordinate the pass rush, just like you have to coordinate pass protection. Wes Reynolds, let's get to a pick of yours. Uh, the early game tomorrow, Vegas and Cleveland, it looks like Nick Mullins in at quarterback. We've seen a crazy move. We've seen crazy movement there. However, the one you're going to stick with, it seems relatively clean as far as COVID, knock on wood, New England, Indianapolis. Indy's laying two and a half right now, but you're going to go ahead and mitigate that and lay the 140-ish on the money line with the Colts. Yeah, I am here. And look, uh, all respect to New England, you win seven in a row and cover seven in a row. They are rightfully would be positioned as the number one seed right now. But I think the Colts are a little bit better than their record at seven and six. They got off to that rough start, which I kind of thought they would with a new quarterback in a new system, new personnel, tough schedule to start. And they started 0-3. But you could make an argument ever since that 0-3 start. This team could, could maybe should be 10-0 and ever since that. They've blown three games this year. They blew that game on Monday night where they had almost a three-touchdown lead on Baltimore. 
and then they blew the game against Tennessee, had a big lead early, couldn't make it hold up, and then against Tampa a couple weeks ago had a double-digit lead at halftime. So this is the game, I think, for Indianapolis, and I know there's all kind of permutations out there in different playoff scenarios. This is the game that's going to put them in the playoffs if they win this game tomorrow night. I don't think that they're going to have lost momentum, and that momentum's probably not going to be stopped throughout the rest of the season. And, and I just think that Indianapolis, they're healthier now than they've probably been all season because that bad start was, I think, predicated a lot on injuries. Quentin Nelson being out, Carson Wentz was not 100%, and they were just battling injuries all throughout the defense. So I like Indianapolis tomorrow. I did lay money line. I don't disagree with anybody that wants to tease New England up. But the fact of the matter is you've got a New England team that's on a seven-game win and cover streak, and they're still getting points here. So you're not going to see this get bet up to three. It's going to stick in this range. It's going to be two, two and a half, maybe even bounce down to one and a half as the Patriots get more support on game day. So this is where the number is going to be, and I don't think that this number is necessarily a mistake. I think once you get to week 15 in the NFL, Odds makers kind of know what their power ratings are, and these numbers are a lot tighter. So I think this is actually a justifiable number. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see three there. I want to get a college play in from you, West, before we say goodbye, and that's App State Western Kentucky tomorrow. You're going to take the points with Western Kentucky. Yeah, Bailey Zappi, uh, who runs the air raid at Western Kentucky, he has the chance to go ahead and break Joe Burrow's all-time FBS record for most touchdown passes. And we know what that LSU offense, that was a generational offense, really, in college football with Coach O as the head coach, Joe Brady as the OC. Zach Kitley, who is the offensive coordinator there at Western Kentucky, is sticking around to coach the bowl game because he's going to take the job, that same position at Texas Tech, where he has a lot of family connections and whatnot, and I believe he's an alum there at Texas Tech. So he is sticking around. Appalachian State, I just don't know what their mindset is, because if you look, they went and played the Sun Belt Championship game and got absolutely licked by Louisiana Lafayette, who was having their coach, Billy Napier, leave for the University of Florida, and they just couldn't match that intensity and that emotion. So... I'm going to go with Western Kentucky. This guy, these guys throw it all over the yard. They can score points in a hurry. I'll take the three. Okay, Wes. Uh, good luck. It's a busy time of the year, of course. Thank you, you, Wes. Can check Wes on the weekend here, betting across America, and then seven straight hours of the Green Zone on Sunday, and the long shots as well. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Right, appreciate you, guys. you Wes. Have a great weekend. Okay. It is. It's a. It's a busy time of the year, man. Oh man. You're trying to keep up with. You got to get playing. your Christmas shopping done. You got to get your Christmas shopping done. You got to keep track of the COVID player. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy, Patrick. Have you Have you finalized your Christmas shopping yet? Um, hopefully to get that done tomorrow. I hope so. Yeah, that's a that's that, I like the confidence there. That is a mm-hmm. good job by you. Early, early as well. You're still what December seventeenth. Okay, yeah. coming up next. Can't go for that. No can do. Yeah. Some games. Michael already is laying off. We'll get to those next here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.